Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Jamila. Oh, yeah. okay. Jamila's t- out today. <laughs> All right. Um, I got distracted. I didn't even, I got, I, you threw me off there. Wow. Because Jamila and Mila are so I just, different. I never hear you call yourself that. So. I'm Jamila. My name is Jamila. I think I call you, like, I... I only call you Jamila. Yeah, so I don't know why you're acting so shocked. Because I don't ever hear you. Whatever, whatever. Moving on. Hi, guys. Hi, it's us. <laughs> Bickering about my name. <laughs> I can only have one. Why is it that every time we start recording, <laughs> the fucking my blind fucking dog. blind-ass dog wants to come in? It's like she's blind, but she knows we're doing this, so she knocks. It's like, why? Okay. How are you doing this week? Um, I'm good, actually. I, um, I just got back from... A little trip to Palm Springs. Oh yeah, how was that? Um, it was it was fun. It was good. Um, I went with a few girlfriends. Actually, it was a girls' trip, and then my boyfriend. Then po- I noticed that Poetry I, Bay came. I was like, is Poetry Bay the only guy there? Yeah, he was. I ended up actually having a friend that was in town that came through. Um, but originally, it wasn't supposed to be just girls, and so that's when he had agreed to come. There was supposed to be like another dude, and then like they back he backed out, and then it was just him. Was he in heaven? Or was he like overly annoyed? No, he's cool. Like he's no, he was he was very cool with the girls, the ladies. You know, I had to make sure that I was also making sure I was being attentive to him, attentive and not like just girls tripping it up and being like, "Fuck you, nigga." Mm. Um, That's why I hate hanging out with guys <laughs> because they always need you to be like, "Don't be like fuck niggas." <laughs> God damn it! Oh, go away. Um, <laughs> Let me get my fuck niggas off. Okay, right, God. Um, yeah, no, it was cool. We we rented this house. I just love like Palm Springs, and they were like retro vibes. You know, it's always like those like '60s, '70s retro mm-hmm. houses that are kind of like slanted with like big floor to ceiling windows. Was it super hot, or was it not so hot? This it season? was hot, but my friend went to Palm Springs like three weeks ago and said it was like unbearable, even with a pool. Like the pool was hot. Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I, I, sometimes LA gets so hot. Palm Springs is unbearably hot. Like you can't even go outside to the pool until it's like. Five o'clock. No, it was good. It was cool. Um, we did Tesla, which was great, really great, until the end when I had no more happiness left inside <laughs> me. I was literally like, this reminded me of this one time when I went to Coachella, like when I was like 22, and I did so many drugs that like I remember calling my baby daddy, and he was not my baby daddy at this point, but I called him and I was like, babe. I'm never going to be happy again. I'm never going to be happy. I don't have the capacity to be happy ever again. And that's kind of like how I felt. Because like I was, we were, I was, I was, I was just pure euphoria. Just so happy. For how many hours? Like four Mm -hmm. to five. You took a half, right? Yeah. Wait, then she called me like I was the dealer and cursed me out. Like, I have no happiness left. It's (laughs) terrible. I'm like, bitch, what? I was like, it was literally like a switch. Like I was sitting in the jacuzzi and I was happy and then I wasn't anymore. (laughs) I was not. And then at that point, I was like, I need to go have sex. Maybe that'll make, <laughs> make me you happy. Like, yeah, and then we did, and it was great. And then I was not only unhappy, but I was tired. And then he left to go to the store, and then I got really sad. I don't, don't ask me why. Because he was at the store? I knew he was coming back, but, like, I got hella sad. And then, like, my friends were talking to me, and, like, one of my girlfriends doesn't, like, do shit like that. So she was just trying to get me to drink. She kept, like, passing me drinks, and I was just, like, sitting there just, like, with no emotion, just, like, staring at them, eating dry-ass pizza. And then eventually, like, they kept talking, and I was like, I'm going to go lay down. And I just laid there with, like, awake. (laughs) But, like, tired, but awake, but tired. And I was like, just let this day be over. The next day, did you feel better? Well, then, so he went to the store to go get me vitamins. He was like, you need vitamins. I'm going to go get you, like, ashwagandha root, whatever the hell it's called. He got me all, all these vitamins, and I took them. And the next morning, I did feel much better, and... They were like, do you want to do it again? I was like, hell no, bitch. The fuck? No, I'm good. Here's the thing with ecstasy, guys. <laughs> you got to be careful. <laughs> I can't do that shit often. Honestly, when I take halves, I'm usually good the next day. But it, when I do whole, or if I don't do a Tesla, if I do some other kind of molly or ecstasy, the next day it can be not good. It can be pretty grim. Um, no, my not. friend who's, oh, who's coming to the um, drive-in 
this weekend. I mean, on Friday, we have a drive-in. Hey, oh my God, I'm so excited. We're doing our first meetup in forever. It feels like 500 years. Hallelujah. And it's a movie drive-in, and we're going to go watch next Friday. And wave at each other from the cars. Mm-hmm. You know what my friend told me? He was like, because he was like, have you ever been to a drive-in? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, the best drive-in experience I've ever had is in a pickup truck. Well, yeah, because you can... <laughs> And I was like, do I need to message my baby daddy? Yeah, because, because we can back it in, and then we could put blankets in the yeah, back. Yeah, I know. I mean, or we could probably open your trunk, too. Um, yeah, that's how you're supposed to do it. In Atlanta, niggas be out there barbecuing and shit. It gets real. You could do, like, all time. Just bring weed, bring food, wear your pajamas. You ever been to the drive-in? I'm, like, a huge fan of the drive-in. I, I, I drive to, like... Far places? To go to the drive-in, because there's not one in L.A. Hmm. Well... I'm excited to go to this drive-in. Me too. I'm excited. Um, Comfort LA is going to be there. My girlfriend, my crazy girlfriend, Stacy, was like, I'm going to bring a surprise for you. I'm like, don't bring ecstasy, bitch. Please. I'm already depressed. <laughs> <laughs> don't bring it. Don't want it. You know, I can't say no. <laughs> um, so don't worry. If you guys come, I'm not going to be pre-pressuring anyone to do Molly or <laughs> take ecstasy like our usual meetups. Don't worry. I'm going to be a swell disciplined, regular movie watcher. Oh, you are? Okay. Cool. Yeah, I mean, so they, then the next day, like, yeah, I had to recover, and I was like, I'm just going to drink. And it was good, and it was great. I just realized that, like, those type of things I can only do, like, once a few, every, like, I don't know, six months. Um, I don't really know how people recover from them quickly. I don't know how people do, like, two ecstasies, three ecstasies in a row. Like, three days in a row. People just keep rolling. How? Do you do, how do you have any serotonin left for to drain out of your brain? I don't know. I don't know. But there was no way. I was like, there's no fucking way I could do this all the time. I'm just, I'm a really responsible... Actually, that's what Poetry Bay told me. He was like, you know, you have, like, very responsible, illegal fun. And I was like, you know what? I agree with that. I agree. I mean, I'm sure we've made some bad decisions. I mean, I have, were, but like, they just, they're still like, I'm not, still always like present and being like, yeah, that's probably, I might die. I mean, those days I think are a little except, bit past Except me. Momchella last year, which. I mean, th- we weren't going to die. We were just going to get run lost over and abandoned. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, well, this weekend, Adventure Bay broke up with me because, because of myself. Because of my own actions. Um, I'm not going to go into deep detail right now because I'm not prepared for that right now. But um, he... <laughs> He's going to be pissed, but whatever. Adventure Bay... I, you guys don't judge me. First of all, I stayed at his house. I took Luna. It was my first time staying his house overnight with Luna. Actually, she'd never been to his house. Like, I know we've been on camping and stuff, but I was already feeling on edge about that. First of all, I'm a cancer, and I'm realizing as a 32-year-old cancer, I am becoming increasingly emotional. Like, I used to be, like, my my Gemini side, because I'm on the cusp, usually really straightens me out. Like, I'm not a very emo-ass bitch, but, like, this year, not so much. I'm just crying all the time. I'm just on edge. Everything is a big deal. So I had to, my plan was to take Luna with me to my appointment because it was our friend. But also she started that bullshit ass Zoom school. So she has to be in like the right place at the right time. So I was running late and so she was going to be late if I took her with me. So I'm like, you know what? He's like, just leave her here. It's fine. I'm working. She could be on the Zoom. I was like, okay. Okay. So I set her up. I left. And, um... I was having anxiety about that. You know, like, one of the things I say is, like, I'm never going to, like, date a guy and let him stay with my kid for extended times. Like, don't trust niggas. Don't trust anybody with your baby. Even though I don't have a baby, I have, like, a teenager. <laughs> so, like, as I was walking out the door, he just looked at me. He's like, you're doing a good job. And I was like, thank you. And I don't know why that made me want to cry. Everything makes me want to cry. So I get to where I'm going, and I start lashing, and I said, oh, no, no, no. I left my computer, and I shouldn't have done that. I have trauma from my baby daddy going through my shit, my journals, my computer, my phone, any possible 10 seconds, anything you could think of, he will go through. So, and I've had like, even I've had a bad history growing up. Remember I made that secret language. (laughs) I I have a secret language from childhood because people were going through my stuff, teachers, my parents, all types of, I have trauma from that. And as soon as I got to where I was going, I was like, fuck, I shouldn't have left my computer there. Sure enough, I get back, 
And I could tell something is a little bit off. And I'm like, fuck, what is in my messages? What have I done? Like, I'll admit I'm not perfect. I haven't been perfect. And this guy pretty much has been. Adventure Bay has been like pretty much perfect. So I had no, there's no, I have no excuses for my, my behavior. But um, I felt super violated. And he didn't say anything. He didn't say I went through your shit. But you know you'd be knowing. Mm-hmm, you know, the, when the energy shifts and you're like, oh, shit. And also a guilty conscience will do that, too. You'd be like, oh, fuck. Right. You're scanning through the things and what did I do? What have what I done? I what have I said? What did right. I say? So I didn't have, I had, like, super anxiety in my gut. Like, I had to get out of there. So eventually we left. He dropped us off. And I could tell... I was like, I, I said, I love you when I left. And he's like, I don't feel that way. And I was like, okay, great. So when I got to where I was going, I text, like, I fucked up. I'm sorry. He's like, explain. And I was like, well, let's just talk in person. And he ghosted me for like three days, which will make a bitch go fucking nuts. So anyway, I finally talked to him. He dumped me. It got emotional. Um... I feel like, I don't know, he's like a computer whiz. I don't know how much access to my shit he's had for how long. I don't know. There was just a lot of unanswered questions. But at the end of the day, I took, I'm taking responsibility for my actions because I know that I was wrong. Um, I'm realizing, like, why did I do this? Because I have negative tendencies. <laughs> it's true. I do. I do. I have negative tendencies. And I can really separate sex from emotion easily. And also, like, I have, I have, I have a lot of, mostly had toxic relationships. I've had seen toxic relationships. And I guess a part of me is like, let me prove that this is also toxic. You know, like, this, this is too good to be true. You know, this, I don't. Toxic feels comfortable. I don't deserve this. And if I, Mm -hmm. maybe if I do this, I'm going to pull out, you know, his true feelings. Mm. You know, or like, maybe I'm playing up to, like, what I've been, people have projected on me. And I don't know, there's all types of reasons that I have to like sit down and explore because I feel really fucked up. He's been really good to me, and um, so he dumped me. Have you ever been dumped? I'm sure I have. But you know, that's I also noticed, like, I also try to make people dump me. At the end, he's like, <laughs> do you consider yourself a hoe? And like, mid-tears, I was like, what? <laughs> no, why do you? <laughs> I don't know what he said. Like, basically, yes. But, like, I feel like that's what I was getting. That's what I, like, not that I wanted that. You wanted him to call you a hoe? I wanted it to be, like, told you. Told you that you're you're an asshole? Yeah, like, I I knew. Like, that's. I I knew that's how you felt about it? Yeah, kind of. Like, I knew it. Like, I knew you were fronting for the, I don't know why. Like, I don't know why, like, why that's my weird sick cycle or why, like, I don't know why. I don't know why that's, like, how I felt. Well, also, he asked you that, right? Yeah. Why did he ask you that? Because he probably wanted me to know that I'm a hoe. Exactly. Yeah, well, duh. So, like, your feelings are not not valid, actually. Like, that was an asshole thing for him to say. Also, you're an asshole for whatever, the, whatever you did. So, you know, I guess it's like tit for tat type of situation. He wants you to hurt. Like, you hurt. Yeah. Like, he hurt. Like, no. he, like, he felt hurt by you. However... I do feel that um, when men feel when men use that, start using those type of tactics. To me, it's a red flag for like what other ways will you make me feel like disgraced by my body and the way yeah. I use it. Yeah. You know, whether or not I'm using it in the in the ways that we've agreed, agreed upon right. um, does not make me this or that. You know, and I want you to know that. Like, you are not. Well, yeah. And I know you know that, and but I want you to know that because I know that men have violated you. I know that men have said things to you that have made you have to question that mm-hmm. in yourself. And you are not. And you are just a free woman who is trying to figure their shit out. Right, right. You know, and, like, I'm not going to fault him for it because I think he's a good guy. But, like... That can't happen again. It's just so, I think for me, it's just so predictable. And I even put myself in that position. Had it been the other way around, would I be like, you're a hoe? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just think, I think men use that word particularly because 
it's there's so much weight on it there's mm -hmm. been so much weight on it so immediately you know it takes you from here to here like from the woman that i loved to like some bitch on the street oh that's what it was this is what it was then prior to that question he says um he said you know it's still it's cool we could still go have drinks you have good sex and yeah. i was like okay yeah so even even mid-tears i was like listen we, we're, we're not going to go have drinks um, and uh, we're not going to have sex. Like you, you it's not I, I, what, what bothered me about it. Like, keep in mind, I, I know the niggas out there like, bitch. OK, I know I'm, I'm a fuck up. I fucked up. I realize that I can't take back those actions. I have no I have no real reason why I did what I did. I, I don't. I, that's something I have to explore. There are things that I definitely have to heal. Me having casual sex for absolutely no reason is not mature and I don't know. I have no excuse for that. But I feel like that those particular comments were just like the same, like taking me from here on this pedestal that you've created for me because he, he, he just treats me great and then saying, but I'll dispose of you this way. Mm -hmm. I'll just, I'll use you to like this, like, like how you use your, like how you're letting other people use you. Mm -hmm. And again, I know you're hurt. I know he's hurt. And That's the thing about it is like, I know he's not capable of that. He said that to hurt you I specifically know. because I know that he's probably not capable of taking you to drinks and just fucking you casually because your sex is good. No, I know that too, but you know, but I'm, that's what, but that's what I'm saying. Like he doesn't really feel that way at all. And that he said he felt sad for me. Which, uh, okay, that's sad. I mean, okay. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just took it because what am I going to do, right? Like, I'm wrong. Um, despite the fact that, like, you invaded my privacy to get this information. I'm wrong. I'm dead wrong. There's not much I can say. So I wasn't really trying to defend myself. But what I did say before I left, mid-tears, I was like, you could you could say you feel sorry for me. You feel sad for me. You could say, you know, we can, we can fuck occasionally. I'm like, but don't forget that this, this was real three days ago. You know, like, I, that's my thing. Like, we can go through things and we can, like, have disagreements and people will fuck up. But in the heat of those fuck ups, like, where, like, even in hurt, where am I going to, how, how low am I willing to go to make you hurt? That's something I have a big boundary on because I've been in relationships that had none. It was just like, fuck you, bitch, you trash ass, like, like, like what you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying so it was a lot of up and down and manipulation that way and so like that that bothered me because he's really not a disrespectful guy in, in any capacity and he really hasn't been and it's me like I have my own issues that I have to figure out about monogamy about my body about my pussy about what I like my like is it just that I like to have sex and I'm like eh, let's see what like Let's just do it or I'm drinking or whatever or is it is it something deeper than that you know and I've said that before on the show like I think we can be powerful women and be liberal and be free. And, and sometimes the truth is there do be a fine nigga. You just want to fucking keep it moving. That is actually, that's true. That happens. But sometimes when it's a, it's a habitual, um, habitual thing that you do all the time, it, you, at some point as a woman, when you're, as you're growing, as you're healing from trauma, you have to acknowledge if there's something deeper than that. Are you trying to fill a void with people, with sex? Are you trying to avoid something in, you know, in yourself or are you trying to get validated in some way? Even if it's like, the thing is, even if it's people you don't even really care about getting validation from, you know, is it filling my ego in some way? Does it make me feel good? Even if it's not like physically I'm coming, but like just to feel wanted even if it's temporary because I I realize I have an issue with like I want to kind of I'm just, I'm just realizing this now because I'm high and I'm talking <laughs> um like inflicting pain on myself you're like a masochist yeah like if I do it to myself then you can't hurt me mm -hmm. I can hurt I, I'd rather hurt myself than like so when I don't I don't know does that even make sense yeah no it does make sense absolutely um that's what a masochist is. And, like, it, it somehow feels like you're lessening the blow. Right. Right. You know, I already did it, nigga. Right. I already know what I'm doing. Right. I did it to myself. Right. You didn't get here first. Right, right. And it's almost like that, because I've had that. Like, don't you ever think that you had that capability? Right. And But it's kind of, it is kind of sad because you're like, because I've already done it to myself. Right. And I think that goes back to, like, 
it's sad because we all do it. We all hurt ourselves constantly. We do things and we make mistakes and we don't know why. And like, we're trying to work through our traumas. And like you said, like there is a, there's a, there is, it's, it's possible to be a liberated woman and have sex and casual sex. But there's also possibility that there's trauma intertwined within that. And, and there's both. And I think it just, as we grow, we have to start kind of filtering it out. And what I will say like hands down without a doubt 100 400,000%. I as an adult 32-year-old woman, 32-year-old woman, I have taken and am in a place where I am taking a really long time to learn lessons that I already know the answers to. Like a really long time. Like fuck up after fuck up after fuck up after fuck up after fuck up to the point where it's like I won't even tell Erica I won't even say shit to Erica because I know I fucked up. I know I shouldn't be fucking with this person. I know, I, I, I'm ashamed and I'm still stuck in these toxic cycles. And I think it's even worse that I talk about it every week, that I am aware and that I just, for some reason, there's things that I, girl, you know, like I be fucking up. And I'm like, you what? are, you, you human. Just because you talk about it every week, and like, I know sometimes we talk about like feeling like we have this responsibility because we do talk about our shit every week, and like we're supposed to like be working on shit. But guess what, motherfucker? Like we are just we're human too. I be fucking up too, you know. And like, it's okay. It's okay. It's not okay. And I get right. that you have to accept that too. You have to understand that too. It's not okay. You ha- it can't be okay. But like, no one loves you any less. Like, I love you no matter what. Give me a hug. <laughs> I love you no matter what. Whether you tell me or not, whether you're not ready to, or whether you never, ever fucking tell me. I don't care. And you're not alone, and you're going to be okay. I know. It's just I am get frustrated with myself, you know? And I know I'm not the only one in the world making bad, just the same bad decision over and over and over again. But I'm like, what the fuck is the problem? Why do I lack the discipline to make better decisions for myself, you know? And because at the end of the day, like, it does affect me. And even if I do this shit a hundred times, I'm still affected by it. And I think it's more frustrating because I can't figure out what the fuck is the problem, bitch? Why won't you just stop? It's frustrating for me. Like, you, I can give advice to any of my friends and say, this is crazy, this is wrong. I, you know, it's easy to judge somebody else but when it's you, I don't know. Like, I want to be gentle. Like, we're supposed to be gentle with ourselves. But also, it's like, bitch, what the fuck are you doing? It's like a strange, it's a strange, like. It's a strange place to be in when you're that self-aware, you know? Yeah. You think you just have to think about what happens in those moments that you make those decisions. Like, what what do you, what is it that you're, you, you say to yourself? What is the conversation you have or don't have? What is, like. Where, what do you, what's your, what is your mental state? Like, are you drunk during that time? Mm -hmm. Are you smoking weed during that? Like, these are all things you have to pick apart. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, you have to then make decisions based on that. Like, not the overall thing, but like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a fucking therapist. That's the only way, that's the only thing I could think of is like, me too, because I know I've done stuff repeatedly that have taken me time to learn. I think, you know, you are so loving and you are so forgiving, even though you act like you're not. You act like you're not forgiving and you'll cut a bitch off. You are the one of the most forgiving <laughs> people I've ever met. You have like a heart of gold. And I think it's like you have to like work on the forgiveness of yourself and not putting so much forgiveness in other people and allowing them to, you know, have that power over you, whatever it is. I mean, only you know what it is. And I know, I know what that's like, you know, people having that capacity over you. And it feels like, how do you, how, how many, I'm, I, I can't control myself here in this space. Mm-hmm. I can do it here and here and here. Right. But here I can't. <laughs> it's, I'm just like, and then it's not like there haven't been consequences, you know? There are. And I'm like, 
why am I not learning from these mistakes over and over? Why am I putting my body through this? Why am I putting my, my soul through this? My feelings going up and down. Why am I doing this? And I can't for the fucking, I can't figure it out. I mean, obviously, I just have to be better. There's just like a point where you just decide you're going to be better. But You have to start tr- believing in, like, treating, maybe the, maybe the, the, the traumas of men and people making you feel that maybe you are worthless is what it is. You feel like, you'll be okay, I'm fine. I, like, my body's fine, this is fine. You're not valuing and putting all of that into yourself because some part of you believes it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and maybe even like having a partner who maybe believed it or didn't was too much for you. Right. You wanted him to unvalidate you, be like all of them. You're just the, all of them are the same. There's no way you can't be like everybody else because that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I had a rough weekend, and you know what? I guess I haven't been dumped lately or in a long time because this just wasn't fun. It's not fun being sad or feeling like you know like you you fuck something up that was a good thing and I hurt somebody and that you know I never want to I don't want to hurt well I'm sorry that you've had a hard weekend but I know that you know you're I'm seeing the changes that you're making you have made changes don't be so hard on yourself you have I mean there's things but like you have I mean I've come a long way from maybe two years ago even if I'm still fucking up a lot. I think, I think, if I'm going to be honest, I think one of your mistakes that you made in this thing is thinking that he wouldn't accept you for all of you and, like, being totally honest with, like, everything that you that you actually really, I think, need, if you're going to be in a relationship, the space and the things that you need. And not that he didn't give you space, but I felt like he was down. He's, he's down to, like, take whatever you throw at him. And I think sometimes you get scared. And you have no reason to be like you are amazing at your full capacity Mm. like even the things that you want and the way that you might need to view relationships and how you really view relationships and that can be like a scary conversation when you're with someone that maybe doesn't want that right you know but it's like no this is what works for me and like that i feel i don't know you have to give people the opportunity you can't just give them half and then expect different results you know how parenthood forces you 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 have you can't run away anymore yeah. you can't I mean, you could but you won't <laughs> no, and i know I... you and i know you can't you won't you have to just put yourself first and think about too you know like what what kind of change you want for luna too because i feel like you know you are you're very much like your parents daughter you know mm. but you're self-aware of it but you are you do repeat some of the shit they do i know like everybody else, you know, me too, me included. I do shit where I'm like, oh my god, that is exactly like my mom, and that's the, my least favorite thing about her, you know. Mm, mm, mm. I, I know. So I don't know. I think you just have to eliminate the the. You have to just I, I tell you like one thing at a time. Yeah. Just eliminate one thing at a time. It's like you don't have to be change all these things immediately. And what I was saying is just like the honesty thing. Like you're so honest. Look at you like right here. Like you know we've done this thing every week because of honesty. Like people, you know, relate to this shit right here because of honesty. Like you have the capacity to to be totally and completely honest. You just have to know that like you're not going to leave because of that. They will leave though if you're not. Yeah, I do think I have some attachment issues or abandonment issues or whatever the fuck, whatever way. But I, I even noticed because me, okay, so I, I told Erica this, but me and my mom got into an argument in front of Luna. Me and my, we got a, we have an interesting relationship, but um, we got into a fight in front of Luna, and she was cursing me out basically in front of Luna, um, like get the fuck out of my car, fuck you, bitch. And Luna was in the back seat, like, turning up. Like, I just got quiet because I realized she was driving a little erratic. My kid was in the car, and I wasn't about to win. I was just like, let me get to where we're about to go, and let me get out. So I wasn't really saying much, but I noticed my ghetto-ass baby (laughs) in the back seat was like, my mom, stop talking to my mom like that. Be quiet. My mom, start arguing. And she was, like, turned up, like, completely turned up, like, 
I was, I was, she was yelling at my mom, and I wasn't even really yelling, and I was like, this is absolutely insane. So we get out the car, and I get in the elevator, and I start crying, because it was just a lot in like a 10-minute period. You know, me and my mom have a very up-and-down relationship. There's issues that she needs to deal with, even to the point where I'm like, I don't, should I cut her off? Like, should I, should I, can I not be around her? Can I not let my baby be around her? Because it's so unpredictable. Like, this is not okay. Um... And I was crying in the elevator. And Luna was like, surprised. Like, why are you crying? Like, hugging me. But she was so unfazed by this entire exchange. Mm -hmm. It was so, like, eh, to her. Like, yeah, I'm going to cuss my grandma out. I'm going to get out. We're going to keep going about the day. And I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Like, my parents fought a lot growing up. I saw that a lot. To the point where when I turned 18 and I moved to Atlanta, I was like, don't fucking call me. I was like, I was counting down the, the school months when I was about to move. I'm like, I can't wait to get the, I was telling them, I can't wait to get the fuck up out of here. So for to see my daughter do play very easily into the same kind of like normalcy, normalcy it scared me. It did. And then like I was upset and like that's another thing. Like I can talk. But I don't like to talk about my own shit. I feel like I haven't been taught to talk about shit like that. Like, like it's so it's so personal. It's my family. You don't talk about your family. You don't talk about those type of personal things. And, like, you just keep it pushing. So I called Erica and, like, talked to her for a minute. And then I, I, had, I, t- I called Adventure Bay. I called my boyfriend because I was like, okay, that's what you're supposed to do when you're upset, right? And then whatever, he's like, you know... Later that night, hours later, we went out. We went to chill, and he picked me up, and he like he's like, oh, I got, I got us some liquor. Let's go to the park and you know talk for a little bit. And immediately, I was like, fuck, he's gonna want to talk about this shit that I told him about. And I got anxiety, and I was like, this nigga always want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just me. Like I didn't want to talk about my sh- personal shit. I don't want to be crying and being on emo about like family shit. You know, like that's like, immediately how I felt. I felt like, ugh. And I, I even projected it, like, as if he was the emotional one. And I, like, I was annoyed. Mm-hmm. And when I got to the park, I knew he was about to ask me. He's like, so tell me about your day. Because that's the kind of nigga he is. Like, a very nigga who wants to be a part of your life and know what's going on. You know, like a good one. <laughs> so I was like, Whoa. I was like, let me tell you. I'm really feeling anxiety about this conversation. I don't really want to talk about it. And he's like, okay. And I was like, I know I told you earlier this happened so it doesn't make a lot of sense but I'm realizing I have I'm having anxiety talking about like opening up about this like very personal shit to me and I'm that way like we could talk here all the time and I do we get very honest but there's a lot of shit you don't know what's going on between Erica and I's live like we got a lot of shit like it could look it sound cool but there's still so much shit we're all human we're both human and so I was just like I even with Erica like as much as we see each other every day and all the time and we're best friends, we've only been best friends for like two and a half years, as long as the podcast has existed. And even times like it's taken, you know, as much as I've opened up to Erica in this short period of time, it's taken us to be hanging out every fucking day for that to happen. Right. Like, because I don't feel comfortable doing that. And so I just, I just realized there's a lot of shit that needs to be healed and that it will inevitably bleed over to <clears> my seed or whatever to my offspring mm-hmm. if I don't correct it now and so it's becoming more urgent where I think in your 20s you're like you can you could just keep doing going in cycles without really questioning it but when you physically see somebody else absorbing that toxicity you're like oh fuck mm-hmm. like what am I what am I doing mm-hmm. how can I stop this mm-hmm. and even like oh, this is long so even like right before all this stuff I got broken up with he had made a comment to me after I've told him about this he was just like you know about our future and about like really hoping that we can create an environment that won't you know um keep like continue the pattern of trauma that we've both experienced in our family life and I never had a nigga say that to me I've never even had a partner who was like like in tune enough to say that and that you know meant a lot to me at that time but I I think in all honesty it just also scares the shit out of me someone who's serious and real and seems like there's a potential for it to be like wow there's really nothing wrong with this person is very very scary and I just think I got scared and I've been scared and I've been looking for a reason to fuck it up. I've been looking for a reason to say there's something wrong. Like he doesn't travel the same way as me. He sends too many links. Whatever the fuck crazy shit I pull out of the sky or whatever, like 
it could be because it's like something in my gut or it's something that I need to work on. Like just being okay with being in a space where someone where it's actually healthy, you know? And so I have a lot of work to do and that's why I need to call better help. <laughs> yeah. Have you been talking to better help? No, I took a break, but I need to go back because clearly I have issues that I need to work on and that, um, I'm happy that I said this today that I have problems talking about myself because even in therapy, I find myself like kind of like talking like I can, I can therapize myself. Like I'm rational as fuck. I'm not smart. I'm rational though. So a lot, (laughs) but a lot, like a lot of times I, 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 I can, I can feel myself being guarded in certain places saying shit, but not really saying it because it feels too emotional. Mm -hmm. So I just, I think I have to just reapproach my life with a different set of like skills and applying myself and really being vulnerable and really being like, really not giving a fuck. You know, really not giving a fuck, being able to, like, unhinge and, like, unravel and just being like, this is it. Like, sorry. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Like, this is where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not the best. It's not my best. Mm -hmm. But, like, I'm I'm going through a transition, which is really hard for me to say because I've, like, we all have expectations of ourselves, where we should be and where we're going to, what we're going to do and what amount of time. And I'm this age and I have a baby, so I should definitely have this. Or my friends have this. Everybody on Instagram has a fucking husband and is on baby number two. And everybody seems to be rich. And I don't know how because LA's really How's everyone buying houses? Everybody. How's everyone buying houses? I'm like, who has money to buy houses? What do you do? How? When? Like, where? What? My friends talk saving. My friends talk about buying houses like, oh well, it's one point eight and like one point eight thousand What the fuck? Where do I li- why do I live here? Why did I come here? What am I gonna do here? Like honestly, it gives me anxiety and so I'm just Sorry, this is a rant. No, but I think, well, no, I think that you just figured out what you need to do. I think that's really, like, you just need to start talking more. But, like, honestly. Yes. 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 Not talking more. <laughs> you don't have a problem talking. <laughs> no problem talking. No. And, like, that's the practice right there. Like, when someone asks you how you're doing and you're not okay, not being like, I'm good, girl, I'm fine. Like really, if someone's asking, it's because they want to. They they want to make sure, and like maybe you don't feel comfortable telling that specific person, but don't feel that way with everybody. Give right. people the chance to help you, and to like be there for you and support you and show up for you. That's also really hard for me. When he was trying to like help me, I was just like, it's okay. Like I don't need that. Uh. Right. You know, like I wouldn't. I don't want to ask. It's hard for me to accept. It's hard for me to be like, I'm vulnerable. I'm fucked up right now. Like, it's hard for me to say those things. And I think it's a lot because in my family, like, it's like, this is our business. You know, you don't tell your business. Like, these are things, like, to me, like, make me look weak or feel weak even saying. But the truth is, like, we're human and there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. And, like, that's just life. And just, like, I'm always happy, though. I'm generally a happy person. Like, my circumstances doesn't really equate my happiness but like sometimes I am super emotional and I want to get out of bed and I'm like lazy and I'm not doing the things I know I need to do because there's probably shit I need to work through and that you had like a very intense few weeks girl like you know with your the thing with your mom and you know just other, there's underlying things happening and you just have to start checking things off the list and giving your releasing the pressure of certain things. And if that means, like, taking a break from your mom, then do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's always going to be your mother. But, like, you sometimes you have to set boundaries, and sometimes it's with your parents. And, like, as a parent now, like, that scares the fuck out of me. But, like, I'd rather do that than Luna set a boundary with you later because you didn't do the work you had to do. Imagine that. Right. Imagine how that would feel. You know? And I think, I think being honest and vulnerable and whatever, whether that's with therapy, with me, with whoever you feel comfortable with, then do that. You have to talk through things. You see how much you just talked through right now? And, like, you have to do that. I guess at the end of the day, like, we could all be scared of being judged. I mean, we all are, to some capacity, scared of being judged, scared to be looked at a certain way or, you know, someone be able to say something negative about you. But at the end of the day, like, everybody goes through shit so the same person casting judgment has their own shit going on all the time you know there's nobody out here doing perfect Mm -mm. no 
Absolutely not. And I think, you know, we're in such an age of social media where it literally does look like everybody else is doing perfect. And, and like, we live, like, I grew up in the Valley. Most of my friends are doing pretty well because they have safety nets. They have, they have, um, their parents, they have, you know, businesses that were given to them or opportunities like, you know, for them to figure out what their lane is or what they're going to do. Or you've, you've, you've had a net to be like, well, I'm going to try this or I'm going to try that. Where a lot of people don't. And when I, like, living in an environment where all of my friends have these, the setup, it's like, fuck, I'm so far behind. Or, you know, my, like. But you're not. But you're not. Because take all that in mind. That where would they be without that, all that, all those things? Well, that's just why, like, social media, fucking L.A., it's shit is so fake, you know? The shit is not real. It's not realistic. Like, we're all out here struggling in something, you know? Like, whether it be finances, like, I'm, like, we all hope to be better and we're all growing, but you can't compare yourself to other people. No. And you can't expect for everybody to understand where you're at. I can't expect for everyone to understand your circumstances or where you're at because some people really don't understand because they're not in that situation at all. And so it's just like keeping all that in mind and pressing. Those might be the people that maybe you don't like. I mean, I think you need to constantly communicate and open up, but like I just feel like sometimes maybe you open up to people that you feel like you can't relate and you don't get like you don't get really the feedback that you need. Or that you're expecting, and then it turns you off from wanting to talk at all again. Mm. And then it sets you off, and you're like, yeah, yeah, never mind. That's why I don't tell people shit. Right. You know? Right. Right. So finding those people that you feel comfortable sharing those things with. Well, well, I kind of even felt like I wanted to feel that way, and I know it's my own self-sabotage. Like like I said, with, like, Adventure Bay, I wanted to be like, oh, yeah, I knew it. Like, see, I started opening up and, like, you know, and, like, I've been in between places. I was staying with my mom. Me and my mom don't get along well. And that's been like very heavy burden on me because I do have a kid because that's not where any mom wants to be. But then at the end of this conversation with him, he's like, do you want me to help you get your stuff? You know, I had stuff there. Like not a whole bunch of shit, but kind of. But so I'm like collecting my stuff. My Stacy came to get me. Thank you, Stacey, for being a writer. She's like, be there in 15. Do I need to fight? Yes. Yes, Stacey. <laughs> I fucking love that bitch. Take, took my massage table from him, like, <laughs> put it in the back seat. Oh, man. But, like, I just was, like, getting comfortable and having stuff so many places. I have shit at Erica's house. I got shit at my mama's house. I got shit everywhere. My shit is everywhere. I probably have a suitcase in five places right now. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. But, like collecting my shit and putting it in my friend's car was like, I was like having some kind of, even though I know all of this shit I brought upon myself, every single thing that happened, like I'm not, not taking responsibility, but then like almost that was not satisfying, but like sadly satisfying because it's just like, I knew I couldn't be comfortable here. I, you know, like, I know like I need to stop with the being picked up like a baby thing from the mushrooms, but like just getting comfortable in places and then feeling like you're not comfortable, like you can't be comfortable. You can't be, there you go again. You can't be vulnerable. You can't be just like, I'm fucked up right now, you know? And it hurt me. And I know it's selfish because I know I hurt him. But it was just, I don't know, I, I have issues. And I, I need to call the therapist. <laughs> you know, I think it's... But it's self-inflicting. I the, know it is. But no, but you know what? All these things happened. They had to, these things had to happen, Mila. Like, the, all this shit had to happen. You haven't been hurt and been hurting like this and acknowledging it in a really long time. So, like... This is all... I'm crying, like, all the time. I don't know what the fuck. Good. It's because your body can't hold the tension anymore for you. Your body's like, no, bitch. There's no more space left. <laughs> like the computer. There's no more space. <laughs> At capacity. The disc is full, bitch. The disc is full. Must release. Eject. 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 <laughs> oh, my know? God. That's why it's coming through our technology. It's me. Oh, my God. Are you the reason, bitch? <laughs> me. My phone is always full. The- both computers are always full. There's never time technology works smoothly. It's because my my personal life is spilling over into our work. I think another good like thing I want to challenge you to do is like I know you're going to move soon and I need you to start 
consolidating. I getting know. Rid I of mean, shit. because I have no, it's gonna be therapeutic. I'm just gonna telling uh, you, like, I'm, I think one day I'll even help you. Like, just bring all your shit here I'm gonna watch. and let's go through it. Let's organize it so that when you do move, it's, it's not like you bringing all this baggage. No, into I'm gonna your be a minimalist. New, no, but like, I don't even want you to bring all those bags. I don't want you to bring <laughs> all those bags into your new place. For I'm, real, I really feel like there's a lot of energy and all that stuff. I know. And I like, do. we should go through it and like, we should sort it through, wipe it off, put it in its place so that when you're ready to move, you got it. It's and minimal. Just, and it's minimal and it's easy and you're not starting somewhere stress out. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, I, like, the, you just have to simplify shit and like make, take the pressure, the things that you can control take control of them yeah and I, I don't know why I have a problem with that I'm I just I do and I do I know I, I have to deal with shit head on and I don't that's a big problem of mine and I just need to break it yes hi mama hi can you guys go in the other room we're almost done um Jamila yeah look on your shoulder Oh my gosh. <laughs> what is it? We were trying to prank you guys. Oh my god, a treat. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I got it. You. Oh, I got thank it. You. One, another one right there. Thank oh you. my god, thank you guys are you. like little fairies Wait, with can candy. I guys? I gotta stop letting her watch this fucking. These. What is I hope She just watches like these scripted like Disney shows that the one first of all, um, Andrea, Adriana Grande. What the fuck is her name? Ariana Grande used to be on. Used to be on a Disney show. But, oh, I remember that. But huh? it's like a scripted show. It's for older kids. But is she like Hey Jesse. Yeah, hey, it's like Hey Jesse, but Luna's mature, so she can follow along with shit she shouldn't be able to follow along with, and so she's like picking up shit, and I don't like it. They're, they're not mature. They're just at their age. They're, we are just not acknowledging that they just understand more shit we want. We're ready for them to understand. I know. <laughs> and then we talk shit about the moms. They're like, okay, Jackie, we're going to the park. <laughs> well, guess what? Jackie's going to act like a kid much longer than these fucking brats. Just, I know. Uh, maybe we should have babied them. <laughs> we should have babied them longer. Should've, oh. We should have spoon fed them till yesterday. Uh, um, okay, well, on a lighter note, I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to go to BetterHelp and schedule this as soon as we get off of this. We're going to organize your shit. I'm excited because you know I love a project. <laughs> I'm in your Erica's project. No, not you. Your stuff. <laughs> I'm going to organize. We're going to organize all that shit. You probably have some cool shit you forgot you had mm-hmm. that needs to be resurfaced. You probably have some shit you need to throw away and say Probably get some shit on Marketplace, too. Your you favorite, make- your favorite Oh, my God. Thing. Oh, my God. I'm putting everything on my Facebook Marketplace. Oh, my God. I'm so, so excited. My Facebook Marketplace is pretty lit. Um, um, do you want to read this, Hori? Just to end oh. on, a, on a more. <laughs> oh my god, I had. You know what I just noticed? Mm-hmm. I want to tell that Hori. Oh my god, it's gonna be so long. So every time we say we're gonna have a short episode, <laughs> and when it's just us, it's fucking long. <laughs> we never told the story about the birthday party and about um, Shaker Figure Coda Gooder. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Can we, can we tell both? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's Hori time. Uh, 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 horror stories. Okay, it's horry time. Horry. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, okay. Also, my ex in the midst of this breakup told me that I should look into voiceovers for animation porn. Oh, and I was like, in the wait, <laughs> in I don't the know. Argument? Like, I don't what? know. I don't know how this slid in there, oh, but I was nerd like, would bring that up. I was like. How do you find those job listings? <laughs> but I was like, that, right? Oh I should. You should. I can hear it. Like the anime. Oh, oh. Okay. Anyway. Once upon a time, uh, Erica and I, early COVID, went to our girlfriends. They're a very rich bitch friends. She had a very classy birthday party at a, a mansion in Hollywood Hills. Yes. And she had like a very select few of 10 friends come for a private chef dinner. And, you know, we all got dressed up. It was COVID. No one had dressed up in a long time. I don't think we posted because we were scared. You were so scared. We were scared. Terrified. We didn't want anyone to shame us <laughs> for going to a 10-person gathering. But we went. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, we're sitting. We're having drinks. And starting to was fucking candy on my mouth. <laughs> Erica um, is on her our DMs. And she's like, we have a very special listener. We do. A very special listener. Like, 
that's another thing. We have a very special job. <laughs> so we have different, like, very different friends, and they come in all different shapes and sizes. That's when, like, Adventure Bay was looking through my DMs. I was like, dude, you can't take any of that shit seriously. I know. I'm like, what? I was come like, on. I'm a dom in my DMs. <laughs> I'm a whole dom. I'm collecting cash apps as a dom in my DMs. So, like, you're going to get really sidetracked. I'm telling you, guess you could suck come out of all our pussies. Like, <laughs> never to see them, you know? Whatever. Right. Oh my god! I hope that my my real sub doesn't hear that. <laughs> okay, so we have um, a special friend. Yeah, he's out in Atlanta. He's out in Atlanta. We've met him. Like he's foin. He's foin as fuck. Foin. Foin, and he has a nice ass penis. Like beautiful, the most beautiful, beautiful dick. penis. I'm talking like eight and a half inch. No, I mean like nine. It's, it's girthy. It's, it's big. Nice. It's like nine inches. And he has a beautiful. It face. might be like ten. That shit is huge. Is it? I haven't seen it lately. You're, you're always getting him first. God. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm God. Can you? Okay, he just ask. Ask request one. He just sent me some stuff recently. Okay, God, it's just so beautiful. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, mid very beautiful bougie private chef dinner in the Hollywood Hills. Erica goes, oh, we call him Sugar Gooder. Don't ask us why. Sugar Gooder just DM'd me, and he wants I he wants to meet he wants to he wants me to see him come. But I told him I was with ten girls, so I asked him if we can all watch him come. So we're like, yeah, good idea. He's of course he's down because he's a voyeurist. Yeah. So she, we Facetime him, which I didn't realize he was this type of voyeurist. I was very impressed and happy. It was like the greatest day of everybody's lives. <laughs> she uh, Facetime him. Like I Facetime Instagram Facetime him, and he's jacking jacking off. off his big beautiful dick, just jacking off, and we're all passing the phone around. <laughs> and we're first of all, we're all at dinner dressed like picture us like dressed so up, nice. so nice. No one's dressed this nice in like five months. <laughs> And we're at this beautiful house, and we're all these like horny bitches crouching around a, a fucking long table, a, a long dinner table, just pat, like all like she's standing up, showing everybody the phone, and we're, we're all like, passing it around. We're like fucking hyenas, like <gasps> go, go! I'm pulling out a titty. It's like giving him inspiration. <laughs> like we were going, you would think we were fucking hyenas about to go like in on some prey. Right. Then he tells us countdown. Count <laughs> Oh my god, he couldn't have said anything better. We got so excited. We're like, 10, 9, 8, ooh, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And, and then it, he's, he, he fucking nuts, nuts everywhere. everywhere. And we're like, oh my god. The crowd he goes crazy. came on cue, you guys. On cue, I tell you. Like, a movie. It like, was like, you can't make this shit up. I can't make this shit up. We have the best DMs that ever lived. And everybody was so happy. And we even like sent a couple of cash cash dropped him. He has a real job, but he was happy to do it. But he was he did such an A1 performance that I mean, wow. And not only that, like I just realized A, women are fucking hyenas. Okay. Because like I think like maybe two like an hour later, like her boyfriend like two guys came and the the vibe totally changed. We're like, Lobster's delicious. We're so glad. <laughs> but like five minutes before, we're like, shh, 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 We might as well got on top of the table. We were, we were like howling. We were literally howling. Like after, after it was done, we had to look at ourselves. Like, are we, was that human? Are we even, are, are we, we okay? An, are we animals? And like, Do what? we all need better help? <laughs> Somebody call better help group session right now. <laughs> Um, so I don't know why we never fucking told that story, but it was beautiful. And shout out to Sugar. Okay, here we go. Horror story number two. A year ago, I was dating this guy. Let's call him Tate. I think I knew it wasn't going to work out. He was definitely a rebound to get over my baby daddy, but still. I got tired of playing with my own pussy and needed con- consistent dick, so why not? Anyways, I broke up with him one day. And one of my best guy friends, let's call him Nick, came over to take my mind off the situation. Tate and Nick had Tate and Nick. Oh, this is a tongue twister. Tate and Nick had never talked to each other or officially met, but had seen each other in passing and knew each other only through me. So Nick and I were sitting in my living room getting high. My ex, Tate, pulls up to the house and starts blowing up my phone, begging me to come outside. He knew I was inside with Nick because his car was in the driveway, and so he was doing anything he could to get me to come outside. At one point, I did go outside. 
because it was late and I didn't want him causing a scene. So I went out to try and defuse the situation. It was pointless because he got upset and when he saw I was wearing just a long t-shirt and some booty shorts and started to argue. It was my house. I do what I want. So I dubbed that and went back inside. That's right, girl. Tate deadass came up to the porch and started kicking at my door like the damn feds. Anyways, now, to be honest, my friend is fine as fuck. And I've had a thing for him since I was 15 years old. I'm now 30. I always thought he had a thing for me too, but we never crossed that line. So we always just so we so we've always just been really close. So Nick got annoyed because of the commotion and was cl- because the because of the commotion that was clearly messing with our high. Nick was like, "What does he think we're doing in here? Fucking?" To which I jokingly respond, "Probably." Well, I turned around and he pulled his whole dick out. Child, when I tell you he was packing, in my head, I was like, okay, friend. (laughs) (laughs) He pushed my head down and I went straight to work. I started giving him head right in my living room with my ex banging on my front door, literally just a few feet away from us. He was playing with my... He was playing with my pussy and he clearly was loving it and talking about he's been waiting for this for years and talking all nasty to me. Now, at this point, my pussy was throbbing, dripping. She was ready. He was he finally bent me over and started eating my pussy from the back. Things got loud and crazy real quick. Keep in mind, the banging on the door is still carrying (laughs) on. Nick ended up picking me up and started fucking me on the dining table. Now the table is in front of a big window, like almost floor to ceiling. And on the other side of the window is my front deck that leads to my front door. The front door that my ex was banging on. So Nick turns me around and now I'm getting fucked from the back. He had my hair wrapped around his fist, pulling on my hair and choking me with his other hand. Damn, girl, shit. Um, Ooh, she's tingling just thinking about it. (laughs) Right as I start coming, I look up and see my ex just standing there watching us through the window. Nick's bold ass done opened the damn curtain. I thought my ex was going to break the damn door down, but Nick didn't stop, and neither did I. Now I'm really throwing it back, because now I have to show out. <laughs> a few minutes a few minutes in, my ex pulls his dick out and starts stroking himself while watching us. This man comes up to the window and leans on it, face on the glass. <laughs> what? Hand streaks down the glass like that scene in the Titanic. <laughs> I can't. Our eyes were locked. That shit turned me the fuck on. I was coming so hard. Streaks down the glass like the scene in the Titanic. (laughs) Our eyes were locked. That shit turned me the fuck on. I was coming so hard. So Nick put me in this position where I was holding myself, myself up on one side with my one leg and one hand had my other leg up over his shoulder. Okay. Okay, Kama Sutra. Wait, the table I was on is right next to the front door, and I don't know what possessed me to reach over with one free hand and unlock the door, but I sure did. I am done with you. This is honestly the The best. best. I didn't even, oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't read this all the way through. I read half this, you guys, and I was like, oh no, this is happening. We're reading this. So Nick put me in his position. Okay, wait, where am I? Shit. Okay. And unlock the door, but I sure did. My ex walks in and pushes me down on my back, so now I'm all laid out on the table like a full course meal with one man's dick in my pussy and the other (gasps) one in my mouth. It turned into a full-blown threesome. They took turns eating my pussy, and I lost track of how many times I came for both of them. A bitch was lightheaded as fuck. It was truly a team effort. Like, for, for real. One of them was like... For real, one of them was holding me, fucking me in my pussy, while the other one was giving me anal at the same time. Wow, your life is a porn movie. I was squirting all over the damn house. When I tell you I had the best sex of my life, nothing could ever top that. Uh, yeah, I'll my whole so. entire life, a- existence, like many lives. This probably. is like a fantasy. Is this a porn? Did this happen? Right, it's too perfect. Is this a porn? Okay. It was like some porno fantasy (laughs) shit for everyone, I'm sure. We legit all had sex till like six in the morning. This was like five straight hours of nonstop sex. Anyways, in the end, I completely cut off my ex after that and never spoke to him again. Good farewell sex, though. And my friend has now become my permanent fuck buddy. The end. Wow. That was beautiful. That shit like that never happens to me. That's a... Just that's what you call a love story. That is called That's a hoary love story. That is a hoary fucking love story. It just happened so easily. It just wow. I mean it just turned. It took a turn for the better. 
Okay, well. Well, I'm so glad that that, I'm so glad that happened for you. Fucking kudos to you, bitch. Honestly, that is like, you, like, your whole entire sex life is just on, on uh, 10. It's on 10. You've, you've topped everyone, everyone, <laughs> everyone possible. Everyone. Real life porn fantasies, like anger, jealousy, secretiveness. Turn feast, like, it's amazing. <laughs> Um, anyway, you guys, we will catch you guys next week. Um, if you guys are interested in joining BetterHelp, we have um, a link in our description. And also, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter, goodwomsbadchoices.com. And to our Patreon, because I'm probably going to go into much more deeper detail about my breakup on Patreon, because I'm scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Patreon is where we really like talk about all our shit, because we get a little nervous on here. <laughs> Whether you believe it or not. Um, so go to patreon.com backslash good moms, bad choices. You can't just go to Patreon and type us in because we are explicit. So you got to put the whole thing in the search search bar. Patreon.com good moms, bad choices. Backslash good moms, bad choices. Instagram, good moms, bad, but good, whatever. It's all good moms, bad choices. You know. You know, just find it. And also, oh, yes. you better fucking comment and review, okay? Because... We said so. God damn it. This is important. Comment and review. Look, we bear our souls. We cry. You can leave a review, okay? You know my business. You're getting this shit for free. <laughs> least you could do is it. it costs you nothing. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Suspendido en la noche. Solo puedo recordar la luz en la calle de las estrellas. Como bailamos en la gran ciudad.